The Red Maryland Network is proud to present national conservative radio personality, Rob Carson. Support Rob on Patreon and check out his line of conservatees. And now, here's Rob. It's the Rob Carson Show. Are you ready to be pod smacked? Now, here's Rob Carson. Here I am, ladies and gentlemen, and it is uh, great to be here. It is a special day because today, the 200th edition of my audio podcast, which is available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Play, Google Plus, uh, your hair dryer, uh, your mother's hair dryer, uh, maybe your mother. Anyway, it's available all over the place, and I am uh, I'm honored and privileged to have been doing this at least 200 times. It has taken a lot of work, and, uh, and uh, coming up on a one-year anniversary of when I left Terrestrial Radio temporarily. So glad to have you joining me today if you are on uh, iTunes, checking it out, or any of those uh, downloadable shows. Also, uh, Podcast Radio Network. Hello, hello, Podcast Radio Network listeners. I've gotten to know you guys pretty well. Podcastradionetwork.com every night, uh, 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central. And, of course, the glorious and wonderful LibertyOneTV.com. LibertyOneTV.com. I'm going to tell you has changed my life. Um, I've been doing this for a couple of months now. It gave me the onus to really pour my heart and soul into a video podcast. And it's a great organization run by a great guy, Terry Littlepage and his daughter, Chelsea. They're wonderful. They really are. Will you support us? Will you become a member? It's only 33 cents a day, all right? It's only uh, $10 a month, $99 a year, all right? But you could buy a can of green bees at Aldi uh, every day for that, all right? <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, I think the, the this is a lot more satisfying than green beans. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, just uh, just uh, sign up, will you? We'd, we'd really appreciate it. A lot of people are watching. We need it to grow exponentially. And if, if you also would do me a favor, will you share it on social media, on your, on your Instagram, on your Facebook, on your Twitter, on your Snapchat, on your whatever, I don't care. Uh, it would be greatly, greatly appreciated because what we want to do is we want to spread out. We want to get the word going that there's an alternative to obviously mainstream media, but also, you know, to some degree, mainstream conservative media, because, you know, you, you, there are great voices. Listen, I've, I've written for Rush Limbaugh, uh, for about, well, since 1990. And he doesn't run a lot of my comedy anymore, but, but I've run, uh, he, you know, until a couple of years ago, I've written a lot for Rush and he, and he's been wonderful. He's been very formative in my, in my career, but it's kind of cool to see a new generation of people talking and, and on TV. So you can see him as well. So, uh, Liberty One TV. Sign up, okay? All right. Lots. Oh, boy. I mean, I've got a table full of stuff over here to talk about. Oh, nice stapler. That's nice. You can see my stapler. Cool. Very good. <laughs> uh, did you hear the good news on the economy? It looks like um, somebody is winning, and a lot of people don't like it. Um, that would be Donald Trump. Non-farm payrolls rose to a seasonally adjusted $261,000. U.S. employers hiring at a strong pace in October. That's a pretty big deal because we went through a couple of hurricanes. Remember that? Remember that? And by the way, it looks like the unemployment rate ticked down to 4.1%, its lowest level since 2000. That's pretty amazing. Before September the 11th. Now, economists surveyed by the Wall Street Journal had expected 315,000 new jobs and a 4.2% unemployment rate last month. But they, uh, they kicked butt. <laughs> they kicked butt. And uh, I'm glad that America is being uh, made great again. It is. Oh, the iPhone 10 went on sale today. Did anybody else besides me get one? No, I'm kidding. I didn't get one. iPhone 10, thousand bucks, obviously. You want a protection package? It's another couple hundred dollars. So you got that. Oh, here's my. Uh, this is my uh, my iPhone 6s Plus. So it's like four less than the, the 10. See, because the seven was one more than this, but still three less than the 10. But the 10 is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> it is funny we're selling. Uh, <laughs> they're selling phones for a thousand bucks. By the way, if you don't want to stand in line, you can go on eBay and and you can buy them for as much as eighteen thousand dollars. <laughs> All right, let's get into how Hillary Clinton bought. He she bought the election. She bought her candidacy. She bought the election. Donna Brazile has got a new uh, a new book out, and it is called. Oh my God! I can't believe I talked out about about the, talked out about the Clintons. Now I'm going to be killed. No, actually, that's not it. It's uh, it's like deep deep hack, 
deep, <laughs> deep hack. Oh, hacks the inside story of the break-ins and breakdowns that put Donald Trump in the White House. <laughs> uh, it wasn't just the DNC that, that lost her the election. Um, I think the American people had something to do with that. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. The election was stolen, kids. If you're a Bernie Sanders supporter or an Elizabeth Warren supporter or whoever you were on the Democrat side, you never had a chance, okay? You're, and I'm not meaning to gloat. This is, I'd be pissed off if I were you, really, because you never had a shot. Your, your donations, your donations were a fraud, okay? Your donations were a fraud. They really were. You sent a lot of money, and all it did was help elect the Clinton machine. This new book says that uh, in August 2015, almost a year before the uh, she was the party's nominee, the DNC and Hillary Clinton, uh, well, Hillary Clinton took over. She took over the DNC because they were broke. That's basically it. They were broke. And Hillary Clinton came in, you know, like uh, like Mr. Potter and offered George Bailey to buy the building and loan, put that thing out of business. <laughs> Not a single current or former DNC official or aide, however, came forward with any inkling of the staggering ethical breach for well over two years, and Donna Brazil was the only one who spilled the beans because she got a giant book deal. Wow. Amy Dacey, former CEO of the DNC, says just four months after Hillary announced her candidacy and nearly a year before she officially had the nomination, she signed, I should say, she signed, not said, Amy Dacey signed an agreement with Hillary Clinton and uh, campaign manager Robbie Mook, Mook, specifying that in uh, in exchanges for uh, raising money and investing in the DNC, investing in the DNC. Hillary would control the party's financing strategy and all the money raised. The strategy, of course, I think probably had something to do with her making it to the White House. I I could be wrong, but uh, quid pro quo, Clarice, quid pro quo. You knew that that's what she expected. I wonder how much of that was Uranium uh, One money. You know, you kind of wonder. Her campaign had the right of refusal of who would be the party communications director, and it would make final decisions on all other staff. The DNC was also required to consult with the campaign about other staffing, budgeting, data, analytics, and mailings. Unbelievable. Between incoming and outgoing DNC staff and Clinton campaign staffers, multitudes of people would have been impacted by these conditions, though most wouldn't have to be wouldn't have to be privy to the actual terms of the agreement. But many people knew about it. They didn't say anything. You know why? Because they didn't want to get killed by the Clintons. It is uh, remarkable. Elizabeth Beck says, and she's um, uh, represented, um, her lawsuit is representing disaffected DNC donors. They got a class action lawsuit that says the fact that people may who may have known about the wrongdoing decided to keep the information to themselves and not come forward for the greater good is deeply disappointing, but it's not surprising given how whistleblowers are treated in society and uh, by the Clintons because they killed them. Oh, by the way, remember Donna Brazil? She fed Hillary Clinton a uh, debate question that was sneaked to her before a debate. Tom Perez, the uh, head of the DNC, who is honestly, just keep him in there because he's just a gift from God at least for Republicans, um, he had no idea. He had no idea what was going on. He was on uh, CNBC, and he was asked about uh, Hillary Clinton taking over the DNC uh, a year before she was the candidate, and he, uh, he he's already ready to move on. I'll let you go, Tom, since you're with us, without asking if you've read Donna Brazil's piece about the, the DNC that's in the Politico uh, today. Any comment at all? Well, hey, we're moving forward. We're building, you know, I've, I've been... He didn't answer the question. He immediately... Hold on, listen, this is fantastic. This is fantastic. Today, any comment at all? Well, hey, we're moving forward. We're building, you know, I've, I've been asked that question a number of times since I started. And uh, one of my goals... And you've never answered it. Here as ...the DNC chair is to make sure that the nominating process in uh, for 2020 is a process that's totally fair and transparent for everyone. And unfortunately, it wasn't that the last time. But we're, you know, we're moving forward, and we're just going to go shovel, shovel some dirt on that. 2016, can you do that? Just shovel a little bit of dirt on that. Buddy, that's what much. we're fighting yeah. for. That's what we will do. And we're, we're going to set the, the primary debate schedule well in advance of when we know who the, uh, the candidates will be there. Uh, we have to make sure that everything is fair and open and everybody has a fair shake. Yeah, that's- everybody. And, and by the way, if you have a couple hundred million dollars, you could be the candidate next year or in 2020. Elizabeth Warren is a little bit uh, ticked off. She was even more bug-eyed than normal when she was asked on CNN's The Lead 
by Jake Tapper about the election being stolen because apparently she and I'm you know she's fairly clueless anyway. So I th- kind of believe that she didn't know anything about this. Look, this is a real problem. But what we've got to do as Democrats now is we've got to hold this party accountable. Uh, when Tom Periello was first, uh, Tom Perez was first uh, elected chair of the DNC, the very first conversation I had with him is to say, you have got to put together a Democratic Party in which everybody can have confidence that the party is working for Democrats rather than Democrats are working for the party. Very quickly, Senator, do you agree with the notion that it was rigged? Yes. Wow. Man. Man, did you get screwed by the Democrat Party and they didn't even use a lubricant and give you a a glass of wine? (laughs) I mean, just, it's, it. And and the Democrats are so convinced they're going to win in 2020, they're going to sweep into uh, state houses and the, and the, and the uh, and Capitol Hill. They're offering nothing but a, a history of corruption and uh, nothing but impeaching Donald Trump in the future. That's that's it. If I were a, a Democrat Party member, I would be terribly, terribly disappointed with um, how your party has treated you, you, you voters. And I'm I'm being serious here. You never had a choice you never had a choice and if you volunteered and you, you you planted street signs and you had people sign up and register to vote and all that stuff and you were doing it because you're a bernie supporter or you were uh you know elizabeth warren supporter it was a waste of your time man sucks really sucks i'd be pissed i really would become a republican okay do it it's okay it's, it's okay. <laughs> Surrender to the dark side. <laughs> oh, and it's funny. You know, the uh, the dossier, Hillary Clinton is saying that uh, originally she said she didn't know anything about it. She did not know anything about it. And uh, that was the original narrative. And we found out $12 million went from the DNC, Barack Obama, and Hillary Clinton's campaign. But now we know it all came from Hillary Clinton because Hillary Clinton was financing the DNC. So everything was paid with the exception of the $972,000 from uh, Barack Obama's Organizing for America. And Hillary Clinton paid for this, too. Here's uh, her talking about it the other night with uh, Trevor Noah on the show that he's on that I don't watch. Hillary, is there a difference between your team paying for this opposition research uh, and Donald Trump's people working with the Russians to influence the election. Is there a difference? Of course there is. And, you know, I think most serious people understand that. This was uh, research started by a Republican donor during the Republican primary. And then when Trump got the nomination uh, for the Republican Party, uh, the people doing it came to my campaign lawyer and said, you know, would you like us to continue it? And right. and he said, yes, he's an experienced lawyer. He knows what the law is. He knows what opposition research is. This thing didn't come out until after the election, and it's still being uh, evaluated. No, no, it's been largely discredited, actually, ma'am. But the fact of the FBI investigation into the Trump campaign and Russia should have come out. This should be the biggest um, story of the year. This should be the biggest story of the year, that the fact that Hillary Clinton took over the DNC and threw an election and threw an election. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, by the way, did you hear Hillary Clinton dropped from uh, number two to number 63 on the uh, Forbes list of most powerful women in the uh, world? Here she is reacting to that news yesterday, actually. Oh, now, you're really making a scene here. That, this is Clinton. That, mm. By the way, the uh, dossier, you got to kind of wonder, because one of the big findings was that uh, supposedly uh, Donald Trump hired, and he's a germaphobe, which kind of surprised me that he would hire two Russian hookers to pee on a bed that Michelle, and o- uh, Michelle Obama and Barack Obama slept on. And then he would have slept on it. I think maybe that might have been her husband. I'm not. I mean, if you were going to really believe something, wouldn't you kind of believe that more than anything? We're going to get to uh, next talk about uh, the terror attack in New York and how the guy who did it not only was on a country that was most likely to have people come here and be radicalized, but also he brought 23 people with him.
We're going to share that in a second. You notice above me there is a uh, a little uh, a little booth there right over here. This one, uh, a series of uh, slides from my T-shirt and swag collection. I work with a designer named Sam Cangelosi. He's a, a former worker with uh, we worker. He's a he used to work with uh, Hallmark. And if you go to teespring.com slash user slash conservatees and you order right now $14 for any of these designs, and we've got many, many more. They're politically incorrect. They are funny. They're not all political, okay? But you can get them on T-shirts, which now are only $14, normally $23. Uh, hoodies, if you want to wear them to the football game. We've got a bunch of, that, like, uh, you know, I, I, stand, I stand during the National Anthem. we got some stuff about the NFL. Veganism is an eating disorder. That's kind of good. That would be good to give to a vegan uh, uh, relative this <laughs> this holiday season. We have 62 dise- designs. I almost said diseases. 62 designs. You can put it on your new iPhone 10 cover. You can, and you can put it on your uh, your laptop case and all sorts of stuff. Just go make this site a favorite right up there, okay? Teespring.com slash user slash conservatives and order. It helps pay the bills. And you're going to love the designs, man, I'm telling you. If you want something that is funny, that makes a point, that you can kind of poke fun at liberals, and like I said, it's not all political, but this is this is great stuff. You're going to love it. I promise. I promise. Donald Trump has uh, has vowed to end chain chain immigration. Now I mentioned that the uh, they had the uh, uh, lottery visa thing the other day, and it basically it was um, essentially it was a diversity visa, and what it was it was a. Uh, uh, Affirmative action for terrorists, because <laughs> we don't we don't have enough people coming in from Uzbekistan who might be terrorists, so we need more. That's what it was. It was about it was about evening the playing field for crappy places like Eritrea. Um, so anyway, Donald Trump yesterday at a uh, at a uh, uh, public meeting, sitting next to Paul Ryan and uh, uh, Ways and Means Committee Kevin Brady, addressed the uh, the idea of uh, chain immigration. Congress must end chain migration. Migration. So that we can have a system that is security-based, not the way it is now. And we want a system, ultimately, that's merit-based, so we can bring in people that will help our country, grow our country, and be safe for our country. We want to select people based on their ability to contribute to our country, not choose people randomly. We have no idea who they are. We're based on extended family connections. You have people bringing in 24, 25, 26 people when they come in. We have to end chain migration. The uh, That is remarkable. Um, you've got a, a terrorist coming in and bringing 23 people with him. What the hell? What, when did we decide this was okay, Barack Obama administration? When did we decide that it was okay that, that uh, immigrants have the right to sponsor more immigrants? You don't have the right to do that as an immigrant. You're not a citizen. And look what happens. And look what happens. People end up dying. This is all about Democrat votes. It always has been. And I tell you what, and I do believe also that the, the former president had a soft spot for radical Islam. You know why? Because he could, he felt the United States had caused it. He felt that we've caused so much pain and destruction in the world. This is why they're committing these acts. It's our fault. And that's what most Democrats and liberals feel like. So despite the inherent danger associated with bringing these people in, he did it wholesale for votes. And he did it because he has a radical leftist, radical, I said radical, I said twice, Islamic mindset. Sorry. That's what I think. That's why I couldn't say Muslim terror. Couldn't say it. Uzbek nationals, the most likely developed extremist views while working as migrant workers abroad. This according to the uh, Department of State's 2016 country report. U.S. Commission research has uh, shown that Uzbeks are the most likely to radicalize when working abroad. Uh, The report's warning is particularly stark in the wake of Tuesday's terrorist attack in New York, of course. This terrorist, Saipov is his last name, entered the U.S. on a diversity visa in 2010. Apparently, he did not appear to hold extremist views when he entered the uh, the country in 2010. One friend said he uh, he liked the U.S. He seemed very lucky, and all the time he was happy and talking like everything is okay. Everything okay. He was, by the way, questioned by authorities in 2015 after being listed as a point of contact between two men on a terror watch list, but was never the subject of a counterterrorism investigation himself. 
He also berated cashiers at his local supermarket and discriminated his, uh, I should say, uh, yeah, discriminated his hatred toward them based on whether they were wearing a hijab or not, a classic sign of radicalization. And when you have your wife wearing a burqa with isolates, um, that is a sign of Sharia law, and Sharia law must be driven out of this country. One of his fellow, fellow mosque worshipers, um, uh, Abu Muhammad, can you believe there's a, a Muslim named Muhammad? What an unusual name. He saw the, him at the mosque uh, two uh, months ago or so. He also said that, um, I totally get what he did. Meaning he totally got what he did by mowing over people, crushing them to death, mutilating them for life because of uh, Bush's Middle East policy. Oh, by the way, Abu Muhammad is a Trump supporter, supposedly. I totally get it. It's in response to Muslims dying every day as a result of this ongoing conflict. But why doesn't the media cover that? The, the U.S. needs to get out and let us run our own affairs. But as long as they meddle and interfere, these terrorist attacks will continue to happen. Um, no, it's not about that dumbass. Uh, it is about the caliphate, fool. It's not about. It used to be. But it used to be. We blame it on the. It was the Palestinians being oppressed by the uh, by the Israelis. That was the reason. And then then it was uh, our Middle East policy and, and Iraq. Okay, but of course, nine eleven happened before that. You know, we kill uh, we kill brown people. We kill Muslims and all that. Uh, load of crap. Giant flaming load of crap. The market. The target keeps moving, but the it, it remains the same, and that is worldwide caliphate, destruction of all the world religions, and complete domination by. Sharia law and uh, Islam. That's what it is. And I'm not even going to argue about it. If you don't get it by now, you're, you're an idiot. There was a guy on the CNN the other night, and he, he was a Harsun Allah. And he said that we should treat ISIS and, uh, I guess, cure ISIS like a, uh, an STD or herp, herpes. We need, I think, a public health approach. So if you think of ISIS more like not every brown person is a a potential extremist, certainly not. I mean, we have so many. That's a reference to uh, white people supposedly seeing brown people and being racist against them. Uh, And yes, there are people like that. But this is not what this is about. You idiot. American Muslim heroes. We have a community here that is fighting many Americans of all stripes and colors. We want to make this country safe. We have to think of ISIS more akin to like an STD or herpes. And the idea is that it's spread through intimate contact. We have very smart, you know, public <laughs> health folks that is much more targeted. So it's narrower the audience, bigger the impact. Yeah. And not every single person is a potential problem. Yeah, you need to wear a uh, condom made out of reinforced concrete so you won't get blown up. I think that's a, that's a fallacy, right? That's not based in the facts. Did yeah. he say phallus? Ideas we need to be more targeted. Think about hotspots. Oh, like, hotspots. You don't want those hotspots, seriously. Is if you get one of those hotspots, you better have that looked at. I'm not advocating for mm. some, you know, I'm advocating for a much more, I think, smart approach that's about, you know, working with community leaders, working with law enforcement, because at the end of the day, you know, then it's just a need. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Listen to his, uh, uh, it's almost like he took a bump stock to his uh, his cliche gun. At the end of the day, you know, then it's just a needle in the haystack, and we're just going to be on a fool's errand. I'm going to end it there because you threw me with the STD thing, Haroon. I'm going to I'm going to be honest. Yeah. With you. you threw that in there, and now I'm, you kind of scrambled my mind. Uh-huh. No, no, that is like a that's like Chris Cuomo at the end of the date with Harsoon Allah, and they're standing at the stoop of the the New York brownstone, and uh, and Harsoon Allah is like, "Hey, can I come up?" And Chris is like, "No, you know, um, no, I'm just going to go up now because you, what you just said there is kind of weird. So yeah, we're not going to do the coffee. Yeah, <laughs> just so stupid. Oh." Think Progress, Elham Katambi. I never read Think Progress, but she's a leftist, and this is a leftist uh, uh, website, I guess. And um, she uh, responded to Donald Trump. Donald Trump said of the New York terror attack, this is a horrible event, and we have to stop it, and we have to stop it cold. We have to come up with a punishment that is far quicker and far greater than the punishment these animals are getting right now. I would certainly consider sending him to Gitmo. He was asked by a reporter in, in he hadn't, I don't know if he planned on it, but Don, he was just asked, are you going to send him? Again? I don't know. It may be. Who knows? She said, are you ready for this? Send him to Getmo, Trump says, referring to Saipov. He said so much. Uh, he said no such thing about the Vegas shooter who killed 58 people. <laughs> now, <clears throat> two possibilities here. Getmo now has a cemetery. Could be that. 
or we're going to start punishing people posthumously. All right? So we're going to give you 100 years in Gitmo after you're dead. So there's that possibility. Or she's a complete idiot. I'm thinking she's a complete idiot. Really, 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 really funny. Really, really, really funny. <sighs> oh, yeah. As Veil of Silence Falls, Weinstein Effect keeps growing. That sounds like a poem or something, doesn't it? As Veil of Silence Falls, Weinstein Effect keeps growing. Nearly every day has brought new allegations of sexual harassment, assault, or misconduct, and subsequent firings, dismissals, or distancing of men in various stations of power. Asia Argento said there's no turning back now. She says she was raped by Harvey Weinstein. Women's rights advocates say it's it's a rolling reckoning. It's gaining steam with every new revelation of sexual harassment. Tony Van Pelt, president of the National Organization of Women, says there is a patriarchy starting to crumble. Now it's such a corrupt organization. It's just a political organization. The heir of who's next is settled over not just Hollywood, but elsewhere too. NBC News terminated Mark Halpern's contract because he harassed a bunch of, a dozen women. A bunch of people have uh, stepped forward. And listen to this. A, a Loud House uh, creator, which is a TV show on Nickelodeon my daughter loves. Apparently he was, um, he was molesting children, kids. A lot of your favorite stars that your, your kids love, my daughter loves, they were being molested by this man. They were being molested by this man. Vox fired its editorial director, Lockhart Steele. Lockhart Steele. Andy Signor, senior president of Defy Media, was fired after several women made sexual harassment allegations. The Atlantic Magazine removed contributing uh, editor Leon Weiselter from its masthead after he uh, apparently had harassed a bunch of women. Some, however, concerned that the Weinstein saga is unfairly tarring men with the same brush of scandal that those who might be considered merely lecherous are being conflated with predators, and there is some of that. According to Kathy Young, a, a contributing editor at Reason, as we grapple with these issues, we desperately need nuance. Let's distinguish between abuse, minor bad behavior, and innocent miscommunication, and let's not demonize men or patronize women. And this could easily become a, a witch hunt or a warlock hunt. A warlock hunt. That sounded funny. Especially that last syllable. Um, yeah. It very easily could. Coming up, I said the next domino to fall would be Washington, D.C., because Democrats have very close ties to Hollywood. Everyone in Hollywood knew Harvey Weinstein. Everybody in Hollywood knew uh, Kevin Spacey. Everybody in Hollywood knew it. And you think that if you're going and you're holding massive fundraisers and you have massive support from Hollywood, the Democrat politicians didn't know what the hell was going on, you tell me that Bill Clinton didn't know what was going on. He was high-fiving Harvey Weinstein behind the scenes. Kevin Spacey's career is over. A lot of times we give people passes because we enjoy the, what they produce. You know, I, I one of my favorite movies. I mean, he's had several of my favorite movies. Usual Suspects, who's incredible in it. American Beauty was a turd, but he's done he's done some brilliant work. I, I I've I've seen him interviewed on an actor studio when he does uh, Jimmy Stewart and he does other impersonations, and he's incredible. He's a lecherous douchebag. He, uh, I hope, gets jail time. I really do. Eight people who worked on the set of the Netflix show House of Cards have accused him of a toxic work environment, sexually harassing them. The eight men who remain anonymous for fear of putting their careers in jeopardy told that uh, Spacey uh, exhibited predatory behaviors toward young male production staffers on the show that included vulgar comments and non-consensual touching. One former production assistant on the show alleged that Spacey, the Oscar-winning actor who served one of the producers, sexually assaulted him while they traveled to the House of Cards set 30 miles away from Baltimore, where he went to get that good barbecue. The assistant said he was assigned to pick up Spacey from an offset location and drive him to the set. While they were in the car together, the actor allegedly forced his hands down the production assistant's pants while the car was moving. The assistant alleged that Spacey touched him without his consent. I was in a state of shock. He's a very powerful uh, man, very powerful position. On the show, and I was somehow very low on the totem pole and on the food chain there. Once we got to the set, the assistant said he took Spacey's belongings to the trailer where the actor allegedly cornered him. 
and inappropriately made contact with him. I told him, I don't think I'm okay with this. I don't think I'm comfortable with this. He said that Spacey became visibly flustered and fled the scene. Former assistant claimed that Spacey's predatory behavior was not an uncommon occurrence. I have no doubt this type of predatory behavior was routine for him and that my experience was one of many that and that Kevin had few, if any, qualms about exploiting his position and status. It was a toxic environment for young men who had to interact with him on the, in the crew, cast, and background actors. Another crew member said Spacey would put his, uh, put his hands on him in weird ways and massage his shoulders from behind. By the way, they knew about it. The producers of the show knew about it. It was the uh, subject of an investigation within the company during the first year of the show's production in 2012. Crew member filed a complaint with Human Resources about a specific gesture and remark Spacey made toward him. And Spacey went through training, sensitivity training, for his alleged behavior after the incident. They freaking knew about it. The DNC freaking knew about it. And I noticed this story yesterday because Chuck Grassley, Republican from Iowa, uh, is asking for a new policy to require the Senate staff to receive sexual harassment training. I saw this yesterday and I said, uh-uh, everybody in Washington knows about it too. It's going on in the halls of Congress. And he brought this up yesterday, I believe, for damage control. This didn't come out of anywhere. This isn't some sort of a reaction to what's happening in Hollywood. Boy, it better not happen here. It's, I think a lot of people already know about it. Already know about it. Female House members is alleging sexual harassment. For years, Republican Representative Mary Bono endured the increasingly suggested comments from a federal, federal uh, fellow lawmaker in the House. But when the congressman approached her on the House floor and told her he'd been thinking about her in the shower, she had enough. She confronted him. He's still in Congress. Bono served in Congress uh, 15 years before being defeated in 2012. She's not alone. One current and three former female lawmakers tell the Associated Press they, too, have been harassed or subjected to hostile sexual comments by the fellow members of Congress. The incidents occurred years or even decades ago when the women were all new, uh, newcomers in, uh, in Congress. While rare, the accounts raise troubling questions about the boys' club environment in Congress. You know, it's amazing because um, I think we had a, decades ago, we had a president actually sexually harassed in the Oval Office. Lawmakers declined to identify the perpetrators by name, but at least two of them continue to serve. Linda Sanchez says, when I was a member, a very new member of Congress in my 30s, there was a more senior member who outright, outright propositioned me. He was married, despite trying to laugh it off and brush it aside. It was repeated. And I would avoid that member. I just think, don't think it would be helpful to call the lawmaker out by name. Problem is, as a member of uh, Congress, there's no HR department you can go to. There's nobody you can turn to. And a lot of people, I guess, probably know that. Probably know that. Bono arrived in uh, the house at age 36 to replace her husband who'd been killed in a skiing accident. You'll remember Sonny Bono. Sonny Bono. This is not a surprise, guys. I told you it would be the next domino. I told you it would be the next domino. Unbelievable. Before we get to a Dutch games show called Raped or Not, I know. I want to tell you real quickly about uh, what you're watching, Liberty One TV. I was asked a few months ago to become a member of the the talent staff here by a terrific man named Terry Littlepage and uh, changed my life. A year ago, people couldn't do this, largely in their home studios. A year ago, I learned how to podcast and then I learned how to do this and Terry had heard about me and he knew that I had written for Rush and and uh, he liked my stuff and, and he asked would you like to join and I said uh sure and I did we'd greatly appreciate it if you become a member it's only 33 cents a day it's uh, ten dollars a month it's 99 dollars a year we're a small operation right now and we're growing so will you do me a favor to sign up? It's painless. It comes right out of your checking account, right on your credit card. You won't even notice it. It's 10 bucks a month, all right? It's less than Netflix. <laughs> We've got some great people on the staff, too, a lot of great pundits, reporters. I think you're going to enjoy it. So sign up today, will you? All right, let's talk about this uh, 
Uh, really bad uh, choice of a uh, of a game, uh, essentially kind of a uh, I don't know a, a raping game. I'll call it the graping game, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, a raping game. Da, 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 da. There's a, a Dutch TV show called Rape or Not. Yeah, called Rape or Not. It invites panelists to decide if a woman is uh, in a sex attack victim or uh, or not. Rape or Not will make its debut uh, November the 7th. It sparked outrage in the Netherlands with a recent abuse involving Kevin Spacey, Dustin Hoffman, Harvey Weinstein, all those guys. Panel of 14 uh, people uh, uh, dis- discuss the ruling of a judge with regard of uh, uh, women who've gone through sexually suggestive behavior by men, etc. Okay. And uh, it's kind of like, uh, I guess, uh, America's Got Talent, but it's... Um, you know, the three judges are sitting there saying, uh, was she raped? I'm going to give her a yes. I'm going to give her, here's the golden buzzer. She was raped. The uh, creator of the show said these are personal dramas. One says rape, the other sees it as innocent behavior. Our show is about that gray area. One user commented, say they do everything nowadays just for ratings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not not good timing, and really just not a, not a good idea, right? Not a, not a good idea. We don't know a lot about what happened in uh, in Vegas with regard to the Vegas shooter, Stephen Paddock. He's been buried. He's done and gone. And for some odd reason, the mainstream media has uh, has dropped it. They are not talking about it anymore. We don't know exactly what is uh, what's going on. Um. Why is there no curiosity with regard to the worst shooting in U.S. history? Where, where are all the cries about gun control? Where is, where is the, the curiosity, people? Um, it's bizarre. There's something going on. There's something going on. And I don't like to be a conspiracy theorist, and I, I don't know if there were two shooters. But we don't have a motive. Today, um, Sheriff Joe Lombardo did a... Uh, a couple-hour interview with the TV station in Vegas. And he says the uh, the Vegas gunman's possible motive, he was narcissistic and became depressed about losing significant amounts of wealth. So a narcissistic gambler who loses a lot of money, that never happens in Vegas? Are you kidding me? <sighs> Lamar said Paddock had a lot of, uh, long uh, ups and downs with money. But he lost a significant amount of his wealth, which may have been a determining factor on why he started building an armory of more than 40 weapons and meticulously planning every detail. Said that uh, what investigators are still unable to say is the trigger point that led to choosing October the the 1st. He also doubts that his girlfriend didn't know anything about it. He said, it's hard for me to believe the the gunman's girlfriend, Marilou Danley, didn't know you would think that Miss Danley would have put uh, some information associated with that, would have known some information about that. But we weren't able to pull that out of her, even if it's in her. It's weird. So apparently he spent several days bringing up all 23 guns to his hotel room. Okay, we know that. Um, they searched one of his uh, computers, found he had a, a research police tactics so he knew how the police might react. And one uh, hard drive was missing from one of his computers. He also said that uh, from 32 floors up, it was very easy for this individual to disassociate from their victims because of the distance. He's not looking at someone in the eye. He's not seeing the damage that he's causing because it's so far away. A piece by Tyler Durden asked some questions. Three weeks, four weeks have passed. He, uh, his girlfriend is out of the country, wired her $100,000. We know that uh, basically the mainstream media is not curious about this at all. Yahoo News has a couple stories on it. That's about it that I've seen. Asos Campos did a quick interview on Ellen DeGeneres, really didn't say anything, and uh, essentially framed the timeline events with his uh, the fellow co-worker who was on the, uh, on the floor with him. Paddock, by the way, was in... Uh, an extremely surveilled hotel. All right, you 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 watch uh, any you know movie if you've ever been to, been to Vegas, you know that uh, e- there are cameras everywhere, and we have not seen a single 
piece of uh, of uh, footage of this man. Not a single piece of footage. The only thing we saw was when he slipped and fell in another casino, fell in another casino, and he filed a, a lawsuit against that that uh, casino, which was thrown out. Okay. Now another thing: uh, two survivors of the Vegas shooting who said they thought they saw uh, two guns being fired. Kimberly Sushamel, Danny Contreras. They claimed publicly there were two guns. They died after their Mercedes smashed into a metal gate and exploded into flames. The couple's youngest daughter, Madison Carver, told the Los Angeles Review Journal that she heard the crash from a bedroom when she ran outside and down the street. She realized, recognized her family's vehicle, and it was in flames. So here we are a month later, no answers, no coverage, no questions, nothing. Yet when the uh, New York terror attack, we within hours we knew the name of the terrorist, had a picture of him, had his history as a refugee in the U.S. under a diversity visa, and had a note declaring allegiance to ISIS, we have timelines, and what the terrorist was doing in the hours, days uh, before the attack. He bought many of those guns, most of those guns since last year's election, right around this time of the year. Either before and, and, and after the election, he bought all those guns. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, this is just unreal. So Planned Parenthood uh, is an evil organization. Planned Parenthood black community sent out a tweet on Tuesday. said, if you're a black woman in America, it's statistically safer to have an abortion than to carry a pregnancy to term or give birth. Between 1990 or 1988 and 2016, 16.1 million accessed abortion care. 108 died. Okay. Birth accounted for 43.5 deaths for every 100 and, uh, 100,000 live births. The tweets appeared to try to make two points at once, and in doing so, ignited controversy. One point, the tweets were making abortions are medically safe. Second point, black women face high maternal mortality rates. However, putting all that together creates a couple problems. First, it gives the implication, possibly unintentionally, that maybe black women should just abort the babies rather than take the higher risk of giving birth. That's exactly what it does. Second, in parading abortion as statistically safer than giving birth for black women, the tweet glosses over the immense loss of life represented in 16.1 million abortions. This is why Africans Americans are still a minority in this country. Can you imagine if 16.1 million people would have been born and maybe had children and maybe had grandchildren and all of these things? All right? 16 million babies killed. 16 million babies. Um, it looks like uh, it looks like Snoop Dogg has uh, earned a visit from the Secret Service. He had a uh, uh, I don't know if it's an album cover, but it featured or a, a parody of an album cover, but it featured him standing above a, a flag draped body with the toe, the feet sticking out, and a toe tag that said Trump. All right. And uh, earlier this year, he had a, a music video called Lavender that showed a person who looked like Trump getting a shot in the head. So uh, Donald Trump said, oh, and I shouldn't say that, uh, a uh, African-American follower on, uh, on Twitter said, sickening, disgusting, pure, vile, lock him up. Secret Service is going to be interested in paying this guy and encouraging the death of our, this is, this is yelling um, fire in a theater, folks. This is, I don't believe, should be protected speech. This is inciting people to do this. This is inciting people to do this. He's got a... Uh, uh, I guess a new record's uh, called Make America Crip Again, and the Crips have done so much for America. You know, honestly, he's a middle-aged man, and it's time to grow the F up, and I hope that he he uh, he gets, I don't know what's going to happen. But what he's done is, is wrong. It is uh, fomenting rage. It is fomenting violence. It is promoting the death and the assassination of the president, and it cannot stand. Something has to happen here. Some sort of punishment has to happen here. And I'm a major uh, supporter of uh, free speech. And, you know, we hear all these uh, these people on campus saying, hate speech and hate speech. Well, on campus, hate speech is conservative speech. That's what it is. And the reason why they, they hate it is because they hate the speech. The person's not delivering hate speech. It's just that liberals hate conservative speech. So they call it hate speech. 
Absolutely sickening. Oh, by the way, uh, good news, actually. The Ohio House of Representatives passed a bill Wednesday banning abortions if the mother receives a diagnosis that her unchild, unborn child will be born with Down syndrome. This is going to be hard to um, hard to prove because a woman can get an abortion and, and for any reason. And, and, you know, she can say, was it about Down syndrome? No, it wasn't. We just decided not to have the baby. It's uh, sponsored by State Representatives Sarah LaTourette. Derek Marin, the law penalizes doctors for performing abortions on pregnant women who receive a positive test. Uh, their baby will have uh, Down syndrome. The woman, the women will not face a uh, fine or a punishment. Okay, so that's okay. The doctor who performs the abortion would be held responsible and would be uh, receiving a fourth-degree felony charge. Um, the right to life should be protected. Individuals with Down syndrome are truly treasures, and they are. They are. The bill creates a hierarchy of disabilities with Down syndrome on the top set of Cincinnati Representative Bridget Kelly, who feels that the ban sends the wrong message to people with other disabilities. So if we can do this for this, why not spina bifida? You know, why not cerebral palsy? Makes a point. Makes a point. But unfortunately, people with Down syndrome are being discriminated against worldwide. They are being murdered wholesale in the womb worldwide. Listen to this from NARAL. NARAL. It's a woman's group, and they're a bunch of psychotic uh, cows of Satan. It's unfortunate that members of the Republican caucus are choosing to support this cruel and unconstitutional abortion ban. I don't know. Being shredded up and sucked out of a woman's womb as a human being, I'd say that's pretty cruel, or being injected with saline till you die, or being pulled out with forceps by your head and having your brain scrambled. These are all pretty bad things. This according to a NARAL pro-choice Ohio spokeswoman Gabriel Mann. Gabriel Mann. They made the wrong decision today. Now listen to this. In France, 77% termination rate with Down syndrome. Denmark, 98% termination rate for unborn Down syndrome babies. In the UK, 90% of pregnant women with a positive Down syndrome test receive an abortion, according to the British Broadcasting Corporation. Indiana, North Dakota have similar laws to Ohio's newly passed law. This is genocide. It is. It's genocide against a a group of people who are wonderful people. I know many people with Down syndrome. They're glorious and happy and wonderful people. They really are. Okay, what what it's, okay, girl. You you find out, boy or girl? If it's girl, you want it aborted? How about that? You feel good about that? That's different. No, not, not really. It's not different at all. It's a, you know, it's, it's a condition you're born with. It's a condition you're born with, okay? Michelle Obama uh, is a, she's got a big chip on her shoulder. I don't know why. She's very uh, entitled. She's had a very good life. Uh, much easier than uh, coal miners in, uh, in Appalachia, among other things. They're kicking off the uh, Obama Foundation Summit in Chicago, and she was being questioned about, uh, even though she's never raised a boy in her life, she's raised two girls. She likes to generalize about all people who raise boys, and all she's doing is projecting herself. All she's doing is projecting herself and the people around her. But here's what she has to say about about raising boys, of which she knows nothing about. Because you run in the world, and I know that's one of the questions. Is like raising our men. We got to rest. Talking to my mother about that the other day. It's like the problem in the world today is we. We, we love our, our boys, and we raise our girls, you know? We so, ra- wait, wait, wait. The problem in the world today is that we love our boys, and we raise our girls. What the hell is that kind of? What, what is that supposed to mean? I've got a boy and a girl, and I love and raise them both. Thank you very much. Raise them to be strong, and sometimes we take care not to hurt men. And What the hell are you talking about? You, you, boys are, t- are expected to toughen up, generally. Are, are, you, are you kidding me? My daughter has her, me wrapped around her finger. And then there are times that I have to tell, you know, my kids, and I did all their lives, if, if they fell down on their bike and they weren't visibly injured, but they're crying, and, you know, I'll give them a little pat on the head and say, you know, rub it out. Life is pain. <laughs> they were legitimately injured, obviously. 
I treat my kids the same, man. I treat them the same. And I think we we pay for that a little bit. Mm, and that's a we thing because we're raising them. We raising them. We raising them. Uh, you're not raising them. Let's hear that again. A little bit. Mm. And that's a we thing because we're raising them. It's not a we thing. I'm not a part of this. Most people are not a part of this that you're talking about. Because what you're saying is, is foreign. It's beyond comprehension for most parents that you're doing this. But this is your this is your typical uh, faculty lounge mental masturbation. That's what this is all about. You know? Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't. it's powerful to have strong men, but strong. what does that strength mean? What does that strength mean, by the way? You know, does it mean respect? Does it mean responsibility? Does it mean compassion? It, it does. It does with my son. When I'm raising my kids, it means all of those things. Uh, you're saying that most people don't teach their sons this. What you're saying is an absolute uh, a-hole-ish generalization of maybe the people you know. Or are we protecting our men too much so they feel a little entitled? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's uh, that's that whole entitlement thing. Privilege is what she's talking about here. She's talking about male privilege. That's what she's saying, folks. And a little, you know, uh, you know a little self-righteous sometimes. But that. Wow. She's saying that other people are self-righteous. Oh, that's it's rich. It's on us, too, as is, 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 is women and yeah. mothers. Yeah. Oh. You know, as we nurture men and push girls to be perfect. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But you got a chip on your shoulder about race. You got a chip on your shoulder about sex. Unbelievable, unbelievable. It's come to this: a Florida Christian school, a private, non-denominational, mommy date, Miami Dade school, serving students from preschool to high school. They are starting to offer parents the opportunity to buy a hundred and twenty-dollar piece of ballistic armor to turn students' backpacks into potential lifesavers. It's a tool, says George Gullah, the school's head of security. I'd rather be prepared for the worse than be stuck after saying, wow, I wish I could have done that. He started his job in 2012 after uh, Sandy Hook. Used his 27 years of law enforcement experience to come up with the new security measures to soothe anxious parents, including sound-enabled surveillance cameras, uniformed security guards, patrolling cameras, and active shooter drills. In these drills, students are told to uh, taught to wear their backpacks on their chest and hold them close. We want to protect our students. Alex Sejas was intrigued. He runs uh, Applied Fiber Concepts, a uh, body armor company, and they're, they're doing it. He says, while books and stuff in your backpack may stop a bullet, they're not designed to. I wouldn't bet my life on it. The binder-sized piece of armor is built to withstand bullets with, from a 44 Magnum to a 357 SIG, but not from rifles, which would require a bulkier and heavier chunk of armor. You think your kids' backs are hurting them now with all those books? Can you imagine you got to have the armor and everything? I'm going to say a little bit of an overreaction. I, I, I just, I, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. You can't guarantee the kids are going to, in a panic situation with a cool head, lift that body armor in front of their chests. Really? The left has uh, just gone nuts over Dodie's. <laughs> <laughs> Dodie's Place Cajun Bar and Grill in Allen, Texas. They uh, they changed their uh, their restroom doors for men and women to uh, uh, life-size photos of Bruce Jenner's iconic 1976 Olympic run on the men's room door and Vanity Fair's cover of Caitlyn Jenner on the women's door. <laughs> uh, and uh, on their Facebook page, they said, come meet our newest members of Dodie's crew, Caitlyn and Bruce. Members of the LGBTQRSTUV community appear outraged that the uh, restaurant owner would provide a sign showing the transgender community uh, is welcome. Uh, the Dallas Morning News Facebook user Colby Geyer said offensive and distasteful restrooms belittling, belittling transgender people is never okay. He was not clear about how simple, be, uh, how simple before and after photos of Caitlin and Bruce is belittling. It appears Doty's removed the review. The, the Daily Spot posted an article on the bathrooms on October 30th stating that for transgender patrols, that joke stings particularly hard. And uh, other people have said that Cullen County, or is that Colon, Texas is, uh, as a whole, is considered a conservative bastion in North Texas. I wouldn't consider it a particularly great place to be LGBTQ. That's from the Dallas Morning News Dom Fee. Di Fiero. 
Um, here's the deal. All it, what it does is it affirms that that Caitlyn Jenner is a woman. Because there are a lot of people who are saying, you know, you're not a woman. You just had your penis hacked off. And you got some breast implants and you got some hormones. Well, guess no. Guess what? By putting it on the women's room, you are affirming that Caitlyn Jenner is, in fact, a woman. That's, that is supportive, ladies and gentlemen. That is supportive. I mean, I'm not, I'm not being flippant here. I mean, if you really want to look at it, this isn't about being offensive. That's, this is, and you don't know, lighten the F up. Just lighten the hell up. God. And one other note, am I the only person who saw the Caitlyn Jenner picture without knowing that it was Caitlyn Jenner and just saw Vanity Fair, an attractive older woman wearing lingerie, and went, hmm. And then had, like, my producer on the radio at the time, he said, that's Bruce Jenner. And I went, Finally today, folks, Northern Michigan University now offering a degree in medicinal plant chemistry. Okay, this is essentially the first degree program dedicated to the study of marijuana. Of course, you'll never remember any of the lessons. Uh, the university's website, faculty behind the new degree program, explained that the historical stigma surrounding marijuana click quickly vanishing, and I, I'm fine with that. Thus, make it an appropriate time for foreign uh, for students to to, do, to begin studying the chemistry behind the, the medicinal plants. The historical stigma associated with cannabis is quickly vanishing, and although there is a surge in business related to the marijuana economy, there is a major gap in educational opportunities available to prepare people for the field. You can earn a degree in medicinal plant chemistry. It'll be required to enroll in a. You'll be required to enroll in a variety of rid, rigorous science courses: organic chemistry, biochemistry, and plant psych physiology. So, uh, stoners need not apply. A spokesman for the university explained that the program is designed to produce graduates who are analytical chemists who understand the science behind medicinal plants, such as marijuana. The new medicinal plant chemistry degree was created to produce graduates who are analytical chemists. And I think it's a great idea. I do. I think it's time we studied marijuana because marijuana does a lot of things for people who are suffering from a lot of illnesses. And I witnessed it full, uh, you know, firsthand. I had a friend who was dying of cancer at work. And he'd go through chemo and he'd go through radiation and he fought. He fought a yeoman's fight. And he ultimately lost, but marijuana kept his food down. Marijuana made him feel good. I always like to say, uh, you know, what's better, cancer or cancer stoned? But I've heard of kids who have grand mal seizures dozens of times a day, and when you give them cannabis oil, they go away. And parents, where it's not legal or pot is not legal in states, they've had to move to states where it is legal so they could just give their kids some damned cannabis oil, which doesn't make them high, but stops their seizures. So I think it's great that it's being studied, and all joking aside about a dude, there's a weed major. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I want to thank you for joining me today, guys. Um, I feel really lucky to be a part of this network, Liberty One TV, and I'd really appreciate it if you would uh, if you become a member. And let's make this big. Let's let's share it. Right now, we're getting quite a few viewers at night. My show, you know, 20,000 people, but we, let's make it 100,000. Let's make it a couple hundred thousand. Share on social media, okay? I might have to do some sort of a sweepstakes where we give away something really cool if you if you sign up so many people for Liberty One TV. Let me work on it, okay? I have some connections. Also, I want to thank you guys who are listening on the Podcast Radio Network. Uh, that is a growing network as well. I'm glad to be a part of it. And, of course, make sure to check out tpublic.com slash user slash conservatees. Get any of one of these designs here and about 50 more. There's 62 designs altogether. You're going to love them. Christmas is coming up. Order a hoodie. Order a laptop case. Order a T-shirt. Order whatever and give it to somebody who you know is politically active, who enjoys it, who loves satire, who loves to make a point with humor. How about that? And then there are some non-political designs there as well. All right? Again, I'd like to thank you for joining me. Uh, it is a blessing to be here. Uh, all this week and for the next about a month or so, I'm going to be on from uh, 4 to 7 p.m. Phoenix time on KFYI News Talk 550. So you can hear me live on the radio there. It is really an honor and a privilege to be on that uh, on that radio station, and I'm having a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, I'm hoping to land a, a terrestrial radio gig so I can do a radio gig every day and then do this for you on Liberty One TV. And then, of course, my podcast, uh, you know, not to be uh, not to be slighted here, uh, this was episode number 200. 
iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Player FM, Google Play, Google Plus, YouTube, all there. The Rob Carson Show podcast. In the meantime, God bless you. Have a glorious weekend, and we will see you again here next time. Thanks for listening to The Rob Carson Show. Friend him on Facebook at Carson Show, on Twitter at Rob Carson, and on Instagram. Uh, I think Facebook and Twitter are enough for now. We'll see you soon. You can subscribe to all of our Red Maryland Network programming on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and the TuneIn Radio app. You can also listen to the Red Maryland Network by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash redmaryland or visit the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com.